Hey, welcome back to the Terry Summers podcast and the first episode in our brand new year. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Welcome 2021 with lots of hope and prayers for a wonderful new year with restoration of things that have been lost and um, expecting good things to come that are brand new. I ended the year last year with a podcast that was titled Do It. And it resonated with me for my own sake, for my own personal um, hopes and dreams and the things that rest deep in my heart. But I also hope that um, I can encourage you to do the same. I have a guest uh, with me today that happens to be one of my very best friends. But after I finished that podcast, I thought about her because she is like um, an example of someone that listened to their heart in the middle of circumstances that may have made that difficult to do and heard her heart's dream and followed it and testifies to um, the benefit of listening to ourselves And then even the greater blessing of when we take the steps to do what we need to do to have what our heart is telling us it wants. So I will not delay any further. My friend's name is Lori Cooney, and we will uh, let you laugh and giggle at our craziness a little bit, but we will let you take in what is just a beautiful testimony to um, pursuing our dreams. Oh, you see yep. it? I see it. Hi, Lori Cooney. <laughs> Hi, Terry Summers. Um, I will uh, have introduced you prior to anyone hearing this, and I haven't done it yet. But um, let's just, re- I want to recap just the past five minutes. So we have um, had challenges in our sound, and it's been hilarious, but... The best thing about doing a podcast with your really, really good friend is you can uh, not be so professional at the start and you got your coffee and I went and heated up mine because it had gotten cold. But then I saw that you had um, ready whip on your um, coffee. And so I went and got ready whip on mine. And I think we should cheers one more time, screen to screen, bink. Tink. Um, and I'm going to see if I can get it on my nose like I did before. I mean, everybody has ready whip leftover. Not everybody, but uh, everybody, ready whip is readily available. Say that five times fast. Readily available in refrigerators across the country after a holiday weekend. So lucky for us. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so tickled to get to have you on here. Um, one, because you are such a good friend and we are really, I was thinking this morning, 
um, about how long I've known you. And I can't remember your anniversary, but let me see if I can guess. I mean, not, not the date. I'm, I can't go there. But um, it has it been 31 years? Not, no. Uh, 30 and a half. So, it, so we met. Oh, sir, wait a minute. I'm, 30 and a half. I'm close enough, right? When did I meet right. you? You met me two years before that. So we met in 1988. When we were, you were two and I was four. Right. Right. Uh, at, at PFB. Um, so we've known each other for a long time and we've really pretty much stayed in contact, even though you've lived everywhere kind of under the sun, it seems like since then. But, um, you were in my first wedding and you almost, we, and we also have a little bit of a language that I drug into that I've used since, I don't know, since I was a teenager from a character that I used to do that was a little girl. And so, um, uh, then you kind of learned the language and we, so we sort of talk, I hope we don't launch into that through the whole, uh, podcast. Yeah. Someone could come with a white jacket for you and for me. Um, but, uh, you almost pass it out at my first wedding. <laughs> yes, I did. Remember? I, I, I had I to sit down. It, but you, I do know, I remember seeing you sit down on the front pew. Yeah, I couldn't, I was, the room was going into a tunnel thing. And yeah, it was a long, it was a <laughs> super fun many days. <laughs> prepping for that and right. then being in the wedding and there was lots of lots of fun to be had so yeah, i was, was i think a I long just day and it was whatever and um yeah i i do want to brag on you a little bit and i know you're going to roll your eyes at me thank goodness that no one's seeing this because you are such a good eye roller but um i want to brag on you well more or less, I'm going to give great gratitude to you because you are the best helper. You are <laughs> so good at, and we both know there's a, there's the backside to water on this. That's not necessarily always a good thing, but the good side of it is you see a need and you address it and you were so helpful. You've been so helpful to me, but I remember just you bringing Donuts? What was it you brought when? What was it? It was something. I can't it was something remember that this. My butt cheeks went wah 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 when you walked in the door with them in the hotel room. It was um, cinnamon rolls <gasps> from someplace on Seventh Avenue. Okay. Or wait, yeah, Seventh. Here in Phoenix, but not at Greenway. Yeah, I'm sorry. What? No, I'm saying it was. Yeah, it, I was. It was on seventh something here in 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 Arizona, in Arizona. Yeah, but you also just like it's not going to make sense to anybody listening. And I love to just talk about things that don't make sense to my podcast listeners. That's the way to grow a podcast. Um, <clears throat> but I put out a very detailed program. I mean, multiple pages, and you laid that all out. You, uh, I mean, you were just like this like a professional assistant that wasn't getting a, a lick of change from me, but 
Um, you're just really, really, really good and really, really, really efficient and really uh, fast. And it makes a lot of sense that you're in the career that you're in. Do you want to define that a little bit? Because it kind of harkens, well, it'll harken back to some things that I'm going to say, but do you want to just let, what do you do for a living? Um, again, this is like, like, you know, not going to make sense to anybody, but I, uh, work in the banking industry and I run a, a small group of people that handles, um, corporate trust transactions. So if you are an investor in bonds or stocks, a corporate trustee is assigned and, um, they're sort of the middleman between the investor and the, um, and the person that owes money back on the bonds. So, um, yeah, it's you deal with it, lots of big dollars and very yeah. complicated kinds of things. Plus, you manage people. But I'll so I want to back up a little bit. Um, you have lived many places. One of my favorite places that you lived was in Bellingham, right? Oh, hands down favorite place i've ever lived yeah loved it we have to talk about before we get into really where i want to head with this spot we have to talk about the fire pit ring <laughs> that is the most classic ever situation you so. y'all ran or did something in leadership and i don't really it's not necessary if we recall that but uh you brought me up to speak uh, and do some comedy um, at this um, camp. What Com it? Com Com Center. Center. Yeah, 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 right. Mm -hmm. um, and then you lived in this awesome house across yeah. the street. I mean, it was just so so cool. How yeah. old was that place? Ish. Oh gosh. Uh, uh, Probably a hundred years old. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. Not, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it so cool. The the bathroom was an afterthought. Yeah, I, was, I don't remember that, but I do remember you having the best stuff that you let me use in your shower. Um, that was like, I'm like, oh, this girl, I got to learn some stuff from her. But it was like a body scrub and blah blah blah. But anyway, um, uh, I I digress. We were in the backyard. Um, around your fire ring right and yes. were we just visiting or were we eating at that time were we just hanging out together at that time or was it an after dinner visit nonetheless we were around it and then what happened um we got startled mm -hmm. by something i think somebody coming in the backyard that we weren't expecting right and i jumped and my feet flew up and um, for the next, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, I kept trying to find my shoe and we you, found it. It was so dark except for, I mean, yeah. yeah, except for the, what the fire was illuminating, but you yeah. thought it, when you jumped, you flipped your foot and the sand yeah. came off and you thought that it was somewhere around us. Yeah. So we just kept talking mm -hmm. and I just sort of was like feeling around on the grass, just, you know, nonchalantly. And then. 
Um, I was it Jimmy that noticed something in the fire, or I don't remember who noticed that my shoe was on fire. <laughs> the flames grew taller, and we're like, "Huh? We didn't add any extra wood to this. What could that be?" Well, it was your very expensive sandal burning up in the in the middle of the fire. Yeah, it was it was one of my favorite pairs of shoes that I'll. <laughs> never ever get back so we it must have hit us so hard at that time i don't know just that we couldn't that we assumed the sandal was somewhere well it was somewhere but it was somewhere burning up in the fire that we were warming by but thank you for sacrificing um your sandal for our toasty comfort but we have laughed forever over that like keep coming back to that that's like the running joke um, yeah, we, you and I have done some pretty bizarre esca- escapades. Like, remember the the night of the fights where? Um, oh, oh the- gosh, where? <laughs> who who was he that bit the ear? Yeah, I I, I cannot remember who the box, bit the ear. Mike, Mike Tyson, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was some big <laughs> fight, and the fellas were out watching it somewhere, probably right. Yeah, we they were. They home, were. But we did watch it. We wouldn't have ever told them that we were watching it too. <laughs> but um, we were watching it and we got to catch the part where um, drama happened. And right. so when they came home, we weren't, we tur- all of that was over, but we reenacted the fallout of that incident by. In- yeah, including. <laughs> Using ketchup That's as a prop. Why? We put ketchup that was on your ear or mine? I think it was on my ear. And we yeah. did a whole dramatic. That I bit you know. your ear and we put ketchup all over it. Now, that is probably something what? Maybe junior high, eight, nine, ten years old would do. But any, any, anyway, yeah. if that is a template for so many things, but we can just let the imaginations roll. Um, this yeah. past. Um, this past end of the year, I did a podcast, um, which was the one previous to this, where I was recounting the journey that I have been on personally, which might sound to some like minor, like, okay, so you started a podcast, big deal. A lot of people do that. But for me, it was a big deal because I drag my feet, I hesitate, I overthink, I doubt myself. I just have deer in a headlight syndrome to the nth degree, but I took people along on kind of my own personal process of just doing it, to do it. And I wanted to encourage people that way. And it opened up something in me about my own self that I wanted to do the things that I've desired to do. And it came even out of a writing exercise that one of my friends had suggested. But when I thought, how can I still be encouraging to others? I wanted to you give some examples that were significant commitments to do it. Um, and you came to mind because you, um, you did something and it was a really big deal. Um, so to, to, to go back, you ended up living 
in, on the uh, East Coast in Maryland. Yes. How long yeah. did you, through through different journeys? You lived in Arizona for a little bit um, after Washington, and then you went from there to Maryland, right? Uh, no, we were Washington, Phoenix, Washington. Oh, that's right. You went yeah. back to Washington, and then yeah, yeah. Um, you're from Southern California, you which I am as well. Uh, but you grew up in Ventura. Yes. Um, near a beautiful coastline, charming, yeah. um, just really an enchanted coastline. California has one of the best coastlines ever, and you were in a beautiful hot spot of it. Um, and then, then married and life took you lots of different places. You ended up in Maryland, and you lived there for a good bit. Remind me how long. Um, 14 years. Okay. And in that time, we... Um, kind of like this, kind of like us drinking coffee, we had developed a pattern often even, I think it came out of the loss uh, I had with Jim when Jim passed away, where you would spend, we would spend time together on the phone and um, we'd have what we called coffee talk and we yeah. would have coffee. And this just was like a regular gig. We did it pretty uh, daily daily at some points and then at least became on the weekends for sure it was yeah. like clear the clear saturday morning um and mm -hmm. we really talked through a lot and got and we were talking way before then but i mean it was just a it became a lockdown really of a something that we did so also another reason why this is so cool to have you on my podcast but um in and through life and challenges, you were feeling deep within you. Um, I'm just trying to set you up. I'm not trying to tell your story. You were feeling deep within you, a longing to be back with family, right? Oh, yeah. Big time. And um, missing them and um, thinking about all of that. And that would have been a huge undertaking correct to make that happen at your in your in your understanding of it yes um yeah well i i want to remind you that in i felt like I, the back, back east was great i had a great career um lots of lived in a neighborhood with lots of friends have a lot of people back there that are very dear to me but you know every holiday we would talk, um, you and I, and I would be sharing with you how this, I had this hole in my heart and, um, make a long story short. I remember you asking me one day, um, okay, if you could do anything in like, if you could just, what would be your biggest heart's desire? And we talked it through that day and you were encouraging me to just, yeah, just, what would it look like to pack up and leave for California? And I was like, no, what? there's no way at no possible way I can do that. I can't, how do I find a job in California? What I do is kind of weird. There's not a lot of corporate trustees out there. Um, <clears throat> so I just- You were high ranking at the place that you worked, right? In Maryland. I mean, you had, you had high ranking might be not the right term, but you were significant and set up to be possibly even more so in that particular bank, right? 
I, the, the, the business was growing. You know, I started with like managing nine people. And when I left, it was like 24. Mm -hmm. um, the, but I was starting to take on other projects and, and it was what, just what was looking great. promising to you in in a um, career jump that would have been very possible had you stayed? Um, just continued growth in my career. Just I, so that really it's for me, it's a little bit about retirement, trying to be able to get to that cross that line someday to be able to re retire. So. Um, what, weren't there like maybe vice presidents of this or vice or something? Oh, yeah, I was, I was, I was um, on the path to be promoted to a senior vice president. Whoa. At, at so the like there was a lot going on there, but I do remember having that um, conversation saying, um, what would you, what do you want? And, mm -hmm. and in, out of that conversation, you really wanted to be back in California. Um, and as we have shared, the hurdles were significant, um, but you took action and over a period, I don't really recall the time frame from that conversation until, um, things broke loose. Do you want to take us through that a little bit? Just kind of bullet points of ultimately what you did is you did it you yeah. you did it you took action and you went that's my dixie oh, I, I know I would, dixie oops no, use the wrong dog no i know well, they're both so similar um uh you listened to yourself you got quiet and heard what your real heart's desire was and yeah. even through the fear and the major um, I'm distracted by her. You know what? I'm going to pause this just for a minute so I can stop her. Okay. Hold on y'all. Okay. Sorry about that. She must've had, uh, intuition and knew that the Amazon delivery contained her dog treats. Okay. So she was going, she was going crazy. But anyway, you faced the hurdles, you took action and you went after something that you really wanted and it wasn't it wasn't easy but you put one foot in front of the other and just take us through a little bit you don't not major details but a little bit of that process of how you got to that place in your own person um uh, so i started with just networking um, I started, I, I have to say that I, I feel like through our conversations, I, I was praying for the desires of my heart, um, yeah. really, um, and, um, started networking, let people know that I, you know, Hey, if there's ever anything in California, let me know. Um, not that I really wanted to leave where I was, but I just really, felt drawn to be back in my homeland, which, you know, I, the beach is just the sea, the water um, walks on the beach are just things that fill my soul. So um, 
I also went through something called Flourish with a mentor of mine, and he it was a very intense, intensive program where, not program, just I would call it a set of questions that we just kept re-refining and re-refining and came up with a document of things that inspire me and things that I wanted for my life. So I think that really helped focus me. So, and then I, I, I don't know whether to say, and then I got the call, a call from a friend that said, Hey, something's available. Wow. But um, it happened at a time though, when I got that call, it happened at a really difficult time. Um, my brother un unexpectedly passed away. Um, my husband was needing some heart surgery. And I was literally in the middle of the biggest project of my life at that point at work. And I um, got a call saying, hey, there's a position. So it was, you know. It, every there was a lot in me that said, "Okay, I've you know I've got my house on the East Coast. I've got, you know, I'm settled. I love my job, but I had this opportunity, and it literally just started to unfold as I started interviewing and um, going through that process." You know, as I'm so. hearing you share, though I walked through a lot of that with you, just being a listening ear and excited as possibilities. Hearing you share now from a hindsight perspective and a bird's eye view, it is so inspiring, Lori, that even, and I guess what I love about your story is it wasn't a fairy tale. That's not what we're talking like. I mean, it can have a fairy tale aspect to it, but when you when you ask yourself what you want and you listen to what that is, it and, and even achieve it, it doesn't mean that it, that uh, you hear uh, angels singing always or um, that it has any sort of ease to it, but it is, it is honoring a de desire that is resting at the very soul of who you are. So hearing you just give that thumbnail overview I am personally so inspired at the things that I even hesitate at still today that I would never ask anyone to go down a path, meaning the audience that I'm speaking to, that I'm not already pursuing. That's just how I am. I, I feel something happened in me and I want to encourage other people, but you are really, um, you are... I know I miss metaphor and that, but this is going to sound so weird. The one that came to my mind, but remember, you know, putting something together with Legos, building something with Legos and uh, having all the pieces on the floor or wherever you're working, knowing where you want to go and then popping and snapping each piece together and then achieving that thing that you wanted to build you listening to you and knowing where the story is going and even this process right here um you are that piece that says hey i did this so that is so encouraging i know that then you made a move and you made a move 
you're absolutely right. I didn't realize that your brother's passing was that close to, to all of that. But you know what it did for me? I remember in that time frame, it was affirming, though it was tragic. But this is where I know our common faith knows that God will work things together for our good. That, that that's yeah. the deal. Sometimes it's hindsight that we see it. But that was an affirmation you really want to be around your family. You're missing right. one at that point, and it was sudden, and I don't, I can't even imagine, knowing right now that my husband went through that, that if something were to happen to my brother, I, I, I you know, I, it's just a heartache that can't probably be described because um, I, I can't even imagine it, and I have had loss. But then you also had a husband that was in a crisis, and then also you were carrying a load and I know how you work, but you are super committed. You're carrying a load. So to take that all on, a lot of people, I'm raising my hand, myself included, would say, oh, yes, it's what I really want, but I can't, I, I, I'm not going to do it. I have so much right now. But you honored that and the refining happened and you ended up making a move. So you moved to California your husband grew up in Southern California, not in Ventura, but inland a little bit in, in um, Laverne, which is what, about an hour is she from Ventura? 45 hour minutes? Um, hour and a half. Oh, hour, hour and a half. So you made a step and you got to Laverne. You went to Laverne because there were some family situations that you guys, with Jimmy's family, Jimmy being your husband, we were both married to Jimmy's um, for a period of time. And uh, I mean, you still are. I'm not. Uh, and you lived in Laverne, so you were super close, but you weren't right in Ventura yet. And then you, go ahead. Oh, well, you moved so to I, your families first. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I moved, I, at, at you know, 50 issues years old, I moved into my parents' home um, and rented a room from them. And that was, I mean, that was amazing. I, I, I never, even growing up, I didn't enjoy my parents as much as I did when I lived with them um, and sharing a home. It was just really that, even though I was commuting uh, two hours each direction to LA, um, each direction, oh <laughs> two, two and a half hours um, by a train, um, I loved walking in the door every night and, and seeing them. and we just it was great um and that that'll make more sense at the very end of the story right the reward and, was significant that you were there with them the, yes you saw you you saw in the flesh the dream that was in your heart and that sacrifice of taking four hours out of your day to work and back i never ever heard you complain you know, I really, I never heard you complain. You, I know that when, which is a affirmation again, that anything that pursuing our heart's desire uh, brings to us, that's a hurdle or a challenge. It, it really is very manageable and even rewarding at the end of the day, because you're in that present heart's desire. And that 
has to say something. It says something to me, and I hope it's saying something to people who are listening. But let's go ahead and, and roll forward. You moved inland a little bit to help deal with some situation with Jim's family because he yeah. lived in Laverne. Um, and in that time frame, you had uh, another loss. Um, yes, but it was after, yeah. So we moved inland, um, but the, the, the fun part of moving inland was that my niece happened to get an internship and lived with us for a year, um, it, it, right 15 minutes from where we were living in Laverne. So that was a real blessing, but yes, then, um, which is more family, so, which is what you wanted. Correct. Right. And then, um, last Christmas, um, we had that all our family. In 2018, no, 2019's Christmas. 2019, uh, Christmas day. Um, my dad was taking a walk and he went home to be with the Lord. I, he was gone in a second and I had four solid years, four plus years with him that I would never have gotten. I had been away from California for uh, 28 years, I think, by the time I came back. Um, and no, 26 years. <laughs> anyway, um, and my dad during, actually when I lived in Phoenix had experienced a, um, uh, uh, what they call a widow maker heart, heart attack situation and somehow he lived um and so we got this extra whatever uh, 30 years with him since that had happened and um so when i would come home from the east coast i would be here for a week i'd get to spend you know we'd always go for a walk on the beach together that was our um you know time to discuss life and the world um and so i got this precious time with him but um, it just, even though the, you know, in the long version of the story, you would see that I, I gave up things. I gave up a lot of things to, um, to come here. But in the end, I have come to a place where I am so much, I had time and, uh, a camaraderie with my dad and a, um, he uh, he was just my um sorry i'm having a hard time with words today um he was my cheerleader and i was got closer to my mom in a lot of ways and then closer to my other brother um my older my oldest brother so it's been a very bittersweet road but i am now living in port wainimi which is a little teeny port town right near ventura that has, and I'm, I'm less, I'm less than a half mile from the beach. I ride my bike down to see the sunset often, not as much as I would like, um, but I am living in, you know, the first place that I've loved, really loved since that house in Bellingham that we <laughs> started um, this conversation talking about. So anyway, yeah. it's been, difficult or sorry no go no ahead, no go ahead Jay. no go ahead and then after and then after my my dad died we lost jim's mom 
um, very, very concurrently. So it was great to have the last years with them. The, the, I don't want to say the moral to the story, but for lack of a better term to coin a phrase, the moral to the story is that um, I'm going to put my spin on it and you tell me yours, is that when we do pursue what our heart tells us to, when we do it, it is not a journey that's ever really easy. It's not, it, it might have ease to it in some places, but that it has a lot of complexities to it. There's always challenges. But when we, when we live from our heart, there is probably nothing more satisfying or complete in us, whole. And that comes with even the challenges that it took to get there, but it also comes with challenges and disappointments and pains while you're there. But they were things that would, your the loss of your father, having those four years with him, you would never have ever had before had you not followed mm -hmm. your heart. And, um, and the same with Jim being near his, um, his mother. And, mm -hmm. you know, so it has a, a fallout effect. But the other thing that I wanted to point out is that you continued refining that heart, um, that heart desire, meaning, yeah, you were in Southern California. Yes, you got to see your family. When you moved into Laverne, that was a little bit of a drive, but you were still there. But at that wasn't, you still heard something inside you that said, I want to live where I can put my feet in the sand every day. And mm -hmm. you stepped out and pursued a connection um, that you had had for many years that opened up a door for you to do that. That to me is just lovely that it, you continue to listen. I'm going to get choked up, but I cry on this podcast all the time. So I'm going to try, try not to today, but you continue to, and I just remember hearing you say that there was an opportunity and I was like, what, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, seriously. I mean, I thought it was a big enough deal that you moved from one coast to the other, despite many things, many levels of security, many levels of, if you don't mind me saying income, um, and, uh, prosperity possibilities, uh, uh, uh a big old house and a beautiful neighbor, you know, a lot of things that a lot of people may have had a difficult time letting go of, but then you moved across country to the other coast. And I think that many people would say, bing, you did it. But then there was this refining and really honoring yourself by pursuing living where you live. And we don't know, none of us do, what tomorrow brings, but you are sitting right in the middle of it. And I just want to applaud you and whoop and holler for you. And then I also want to thank you because of your inspiration to me. Um, because as you know, as we share, there's several things that my heart knows I want. And I... Uh, 
do that diving board thing where I come to the edge of the diving board and I hesitate and I run back and try it all over again. But this is such a, um, like a, I can hear a crowd cheering for you in my heart because you, you did it. You Aww. did it. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that, but I have to stop and say, and don't you, I roll me. <laughs> I have, I have a friend in you that has walked this, let's say broken road, weird road, whatever. I mean, we have talked this stuff out for years and I could not do, I, I couldn't have done it without you and your wisdom and you talking me off ledges and how we see God and, and, a lot of things <laughs> that were normally he would go unnoticed. So I am so, so thankful that Terry Summers um, is in my life for the significant part that it's been. It's, I, I couldn't, I, I, I need you girl. <laughs> so. Well, that choked me up. And I thank you so much. It also affirms me that as I shared last week that, um, I took a personality test. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I took a personality test. Um, and uh, and it, it essentially, I can't remember all the terms, but essentially it coined me as an encourager. And I feel like that is something mm -hmm. I love being. And so you just encouraged me in my own person. Um, but I, I look to you and your story as it encourages me in this year to do it. And I want to encourage those that are listening to us today that we know if we get quiet, that our heart will speak to us. That's how we're wired when we get quiet. And when we honor ourselves by asking difficult questions, I love that you sought out a mentor that helped you refine and get a document together. Goodness gracious. Um, if there's a means or a locate or a, or a, or a, uh, excuse me, a dot com or something that I can pass along in my notes, this podcast, um, let me know. Um, but I know that people could do their own research and find someone that will help them flourish. And, uh, if that's something that they need, some of us, uh, do need it. And some of us kind of know, and we're just not going there, but any kind of effort that you can do, like I shared last week, just to journal about what do I want and just let the pen and paper meet and go and keep repeating that question. I want this, I want that, I want, and not putting restrictions on it so that we at least are asking ourselves those questions. After the year that we've had with COVID and just the uh, uh, unease um, in our country um, that can't help but to be loud noises that muffle our heart. I do hope and encourage that people do what you've done and they quiet themselves and they listen to themselves so that they can hear really what their heart is asking for and then take the steps to make it happen. I, I know that we could go back and come back to this topic, and I think we should, again, um, to flesh a little bit more out and also to 
talk about where we are now and what's next, you know, but I know that you have a meeting coming up and I just want to thank you for um, being on this podcast. Is there anything else that you would like to say? Um, I'm not rushing you. I'm trying to honor you because I'm looking at the clock and I know that you have some stuff, but is there anything else you want to say before we say goodbye to the audience today? Um, wow. Um, thanks for listening. I've never done anything like this and, um, just honor your heart and follow your dreams and do it and do it and do it. You know, we hear that honor your heart, follow your dreams, but I mean, you give texture to it and, uh, 360 degrees of seeing that it came with a lot of sacrifice. It came with a lot of pain, but the reward of honoring yourself is second to none. And you're, you're just a living example. And so I thank you so much, Lori Cooney. I bet some folks are going to give some thought after hearing your story to uh, listening to their heart and to taking the steps to do it. I love you. Hang on the line. I'm going to say goodbye to you um, by stopping the recording, but I'm not going to say goodbye to you. Goodbye to you until we say goodbye after the recording stops. Okay. So hang on for just a second. Thank y'all for listening. Give Lori Cooney a big round of applause. See ya. As I said goodbye to Lori, I knew that we would probably be speaking even later on today. Um, we, we speak frequently And I had to tell her after we stopped rolling sincerely without any kind of extra effort to communicate on behalf of a listening audience, just from me to her, how much hearing her story, though I knew the details of it and quote unquote walked along with her, not in her steps by any means, but walked along with her as a friend that loved her and encouraged her um, in that pursuing of her heart's, um, dream and longing. But I had to tell her that hearing the story told from an expedited, accelerated bird's eye view, it really captivated me. And it is super, super encouraging. I hope it is for you. I think that, um, there can be some false expectations of, the glamour of pursuing our heart's desires, it often is not um, without uh, hurdles, without things that hold us back, without great fear and questioning and doubting. And then even when we take the steps and we see it come to fruition, it isn't without still all those things. As Lori shared about the loss that she experienced and things that she may not have even expected would have come um, from pursuing this dream and where she is actually living in it right now, exactly where she envisioned she wanted to be. It still had and has challenges, but the satisfaction and the reward and the peace and the beauty that comes from finding yourself in that place where you've arrived, where do it became did it and living it um, really can't be replaced by any other options, um, plan Bs. 
though they take place in life, though they're very real, things can modify and morph and change. But pursuing what rests the deepest in our hearts is really second to none. And as we are fresh in this year, I am encouraged from my own feet dragon self and fear driven self and doubtful and postponer and procrastinator. And I'm not beating myself up really. I'm just telling you the truth. These are things that I struggle with. Um, this podcast has really spoken to me and I hope that I can provide more like this because I think this is a year after the one we've been through, um, to really say, Hey, what do I want? And then do it. I love y'all. Like, subscribe, rate, comment. See you soon.